Welcome to the Range Report Volume 4, presented by Giants Ridge and Ride the Range in Northern Minnesota. The Range Report is here to highlight current events, trail conditions, and provide up-to-date knowledge in everything related to Giants Ridge and Ride the Range trail systems. For more information about Giants Ridge, go to www.giantsridge.com. And for more information about Ride the Range, go to www.ridetherange.com. In this volume of the Range Report, we spoke with Steve Rackala, the Director of Sales and Marketing at Giants Ridge. Steve provides a comprehensive description of all things Giants Ridge, not just the mountain biking side of things. In the second half of Volume 4, we spoke with Max Peters, the City Administrator for the City of Cohasset, Minnesota, where the Tioga Recreation Area is located. I've been working in the world of state and local government for over two decades now, and it's not often you have the opportunity to talk mountain biking and trails with a City Administrator who's truly as excited about trails and mountain biking as Max is during this interview. We talked all things Tioga Trails, which should be on your short list of places to visit in northern Minnesota. Also check out Bike Town, a story of mountain bikers, unlikely partnerships, and the communities they create, brought to you by Freehub Magazine. Redhead Bike Park in Chisholm, Minnesota, one of the Ride the Range trail systems, is one of the communities featured in Bike Town. Screenings for the movie Bike Town will be going live this July, which includes a screening in Chisholm, Minnesota on July 22nd. In the meantime, check out www.freehubmag.com to view the trailer and learn more about this movie. The Range Report has been edited and produced by Evolution Trail Services. For more information about Evolution Trail Services, go to www.evotrails.com. Now on to Volume 4 of the Range Report with Steve Rackala of Giants Ridge and Max Peters of the Tioga Recreation Area. The Range Report, Volume 4, and I have Steve Rockala, who's the Director of Sales and Marketing at Giants Ridge. How's it going today, Steve? Oh, not too bad. Great. Let's talk about the season so far at Giants Ridge. You know, we've talked a lot about mountain biking, but it's really more than mountain biking. It's You guys are a true Four Seasons resort, and let's talk about your summer season. Yeah, so first we had a you know fantastic winter with a lot of extra snow that made for great grooming, great trails and stuff, but and ended up lasting a lot longer than we thought it would, but that also delayed our opening and, you know, uh, both golf and uh, mountain biking, you know, so as you said, a lot of people, a lot of your listeners know us from our mountain biking trails. So we know that they know that we do have golf courses. And even for me, before I started, it was the kind of same thing. Oh, it's a year on resort, but I didn't realize just how big our golf courses are in the Midwest. Like the, the Corey has won best public golf course in the state now for like seven consecutive years the legend is what started like golfing in minnesota like especially in the northeastern spot we just celebrated the legend's 25th anniversary and that was you know late 90s when it was opened i can't do math right now (laughs) and what that did is kind of spark this this golf destination in northern minnesota so after that came the wilderness at fortune bay up tower and superior national out in lutzen and now the Iron Range is a top golf destination in the world, not just in the U.S. or in the state, but in the entire world, which is pretty cool. And it's fun for me to kind of go out and see the different places where license plates are coming from. And I, 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 get, I like to talk to our servers and our, and our um, like uh, the golf crew because they get a lot more face to face time with customers than I do. And we hear people from New York, New Jersey, you know, all over the country, Canada, like um, all over the world, actually, we've seen people from like Taiwan here, which is uh, to me, it's awesome because 
I like people. I like to talk to people, especially where they come from. So that's been pretty cool. But, you know, as you mentioned, we also have an 18 hole disc golf course at Giants Ridge. And each fall we host King of the North disc golf tournament. It's actually part of the professional disc golf. It's like the, what is it? The DPGA, I think. Um, so it's a actual professional tournament that's here. Uh, one of the cool things is last year, there was uh, many reports of black bear on the mountain. <laughs> so we saw a couple Instagram posts of some black bear that was on the ridge, but that's just one of the cool things that people see here. I even saw a video recently from last fall. There's a couple, you know, small Minnesota YouTubers that like to go all over the Midwest and record stuff. They were at Giants Ridge last fall and the black bear crossed the path as they're hiding. They're not going to do anything, but what else we have at Giants Ridge is, you know, the climbing wall, which is pretty popular, especially with kids. You know, people that are really into climbing will have fun with it, but it's really kind of targeting that kid crowd because the people that we target the most is like families. Like this is like you mentioned, a year round family resort destination. So in the summer we have mountain biking, we have road biking, you know, the Misabi trails connects the Mississippi river in Grand Rapids to the boundary waters in Ely. It's like 145 some miles long and that connects right through the property. So, if, you know, there's family members that are into that crazy downhill stuff. They can take a road bike and bike through the Spirit National Forest, which is pretty cool. And you have the disc golf and the, the hiking trails, you know, for those active outdoor families, it's, we pretty much have everything and there's a lot of plans in the future that we have to continually build that and add more features and stuff. And we'd love to do something with an access with the access to the lake to provide, you know, um, some fun stuff there, but we don't have that yet, but we will soon, hopefully. And you guys also have the burnt onion. What's the burnt onion known for? So uh, that's a great question. Our burnt onion is, uh, it's our restaurant that's in the chalet. It's only open on weekends, like Thursday through Sunday during the summer. And that's our main restaurant on the property. It's kind of for the Iron Range, it's maybe fancier than most places, but for everybody else, it's just a, a, another restaurant. But we, this summer, we have an amazing tap line. I think it's better than we've ever had before. So, you know, things that we're kind of known for on our, for our particular menu is, you know, it's Northern Minnesota, so you have to have walleye on the menu. Um, and then our Northwoods BLT is great. Our burnt onion burger, you know, has a secret sauce that every restaurant has a version of, but ours is great. So it's like kind of like that American cuisine style, like sit down restaurant. You know, you, you're out either golfing all day or mountain biking all day. And you want to sit back and, and uh, have a beer or two. It's a great place to have one. Like, oh, I don't have the beer list on me. We also have two other restaurants Kind of, well, one other restaurant and then like a sandwich shop, if you'd even call that on the resort. So on the legend, we have what we call the bunkers. It's kind of more like grab and go food, burgers, a couple sandwiches, things like that. It's right off, right off the legend, um, right in between holes one and 10 that are kind of in the same spot. And then down by the Wakuda or sorry, down by the quarry, we have the Wakuda, which kind of oversits um, Lake Mine. Is, and this is where the quarry gets its name. The quarry is literally built in this old quarry pit. Right across the street, there was a big mine pit that's, oh gosh, I don't even, I'm, I know it's like 300 some feet deep. And the DNR stocks it with lake trout, which is pretty cool. The Wakuda sits right on the edge of that lake. So you can sit out on the patio, have a sandwich or have a burger or, you know, 
tacos, whatever it is on the menu there, and kind of overlook the quarry, the, the actual mine pit itself, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, that sounds all pretty incredible. It's and it's good to know that Giant's Ridge is really that all-inclusive resort, you know, so you can bring an entire family and not just have the mountain bikers get what they want. Yeah, exactly. And even that, there's a lot to do around the area. Some information that I'm putting together in a pamphlet and, and a package that'll be on our website as well. Is we get the question a lot like, hey, Giant's Ridge is a lot of fun, but what else can we do around the area? And, you know, there are a lot of mountain biking trails in the area and a lot of people are starting to know that, but there's tons of hiking trails as well. And one of my favorite things to do is, you know, I like to be on the water kayaking or canoeing just north of us is the Boundary Waters, but right, right in front of us, there's a series of lake, uh, lakes that are connected by the Embarrass River. So you can actually start on Sabin Lake, which is the far north, right in front of the Legend and the Lodge. And you can kayak or canoe down through Wine Lake, down the Embarrass River to Embarrass Lake and keep going. There's like, there is one, two, three, four, five lakes that you can kayak down. It's, it offers a lot of beautiful scenery and some pretty cool places. I think there's one spot you might have to get out and kind of haul it through some low land that's not quite water. But it, it, even that, there's three lakes that you can kayak down. That's a ton of fun to do. So. Just things like that, things around the area. There's a lot of outdoor activity. Camping is hard to come by, but there are a lot of nice campgrounds. You'd have to kind of pre-plan and book in advance. That's awesome. Uh, and you, but speaking of camping, you have lodging on site. Yes, there are three technically on-site lodging that we don't. They're they're technically they're separate entities, so we don't um, have any kind of control with them. But we do work with them very well. A lot of times, you know, we have customers coming up, contacting us that want a place to stay. So we work with the the lodge, which is right on site. It's a condo style lodging. So each of those rooms is individually owned, but you can still rent them out like um, a hotel style. That's right next to the main chalet. Then just down the street, just right across the street from our south, there's two chairlifts on the south end of the property. It's still an on-site property because you can walk across the street right to a chairlift in the winter or the, the bike path goes right up to their front door, which is the villas. And they're the ones with the lake property. And it's kind of the same thing there. There's a ton of individually owned like cabins and mini condos that you can rent out, that uh, customers can rent out. And then down the street, a couple miles across the street from the quarry actually is Green Gate Guest Houses. Um, this is off built from an old like Finnish farm. The owner now, you know, built, uh, there's a couple different like small houses that you can rent out fit for either two small families or one medium sized family. And then they have a couple of uh, rental spots right in the town of Wabik itself. So there are some on-site lodging that is um, really nice and easy access to the resort. Yeah. Having that full kind of 360 degree offering there you know mm-hmm. is, is super important do you have any uh we didn't cover any events at all do you have any events coming up that you'd like to hit on before we wrap this one up yeah we do have two events coming up in uh, both of our august 20th they're both separate events but they kind of work well together uh i know benji has talked about this is the grind mountain bike race it's an adventure style race which means it's similar to there's a couple other races that are very similar to it but Giants Ridge has their own version of it, which is pretty cool. There's a short grind, which is 18 miles, a long grind, which is 35 miles, and there's a minor's kids race as well. 
So again, touching on that whole family resort aspect, we have racing for the entire family. If you don't want to go hit the hardest one, which is the 35 mile one, you can hit the shorter one or your kids can get involved as well, which is pretty cool. And all the stuff you can find on our website, the grind a mountain bike race, which is sweet. And then that evening we have our rock the Ridge concert. It'll be our second year that we're doing this. Headlining is Aaron Lee Taz, Tazjan. He's kind of like uh, Tom Petty meets the Beatles meets like, you know, vintage glam rock that he calls himself. It's, I, you know, I, I like a wide range of music. And the cool thing about him, he even touches on like the blues and funk. And so very, very wide range audience to kind of tap into. There's some people at the resort that like that classic rock feel. There's some people that like the more alternative rock feel. So he, I think he's got a great balance of both. And then opening is a band from Minneapolis called Mae Simpson. She's like funk and jazz and like got brass in her stuff, but it's like high energy. So that's pretty cool. I'm excited about that. Um, there, again, there's more information on our website if anybody's interested to learn more. Great. Well, I think you covered pretty much everything here for volume four of the Ranger Report. I really appreciate your time today. and Awesome. Here we are today with the Range Report, Volume 4. I have Max Peters, the uh, city administrator for the city of Cohasset in Cohasset, Minnesota, which is also right next to Grand Rapids, Minnesota, up in the Ride the Range region of, it's about four different trail systems that are part of Ride the Range. And we're going to hear what Max's perspective on the Tioga Recreation Area, which is found in Cohasset, Minnesota. How's it going today, Max? Things are great. Thanks for having me, Josh. Yeah, well, thank you for coming on. It's, you know, this whole range report is, it's been pretty good to, you're pretty awesome actually to really highlight what, you know, what's going on in Northern Minnesota, because, you know, there's a lot of press around different communities around the country, especially communities like Bentonville and Arkansas about, you know, how they've really accelerated mountain bike trail building and Minnesota is doing the exact same thing and it's flying a little bit more under the radar, but it shouldn't be. Yeah, no, we're at Tioga. We're incredibly excited about, you know, the project that, that we've built locally and then really being a part of, of these three other systems. And then if you look at Cuyuna and, and Duluth and some of the, the facilities built up uh, the North Shore to really be a part of this wave of change in mountain biking in Minnesota and creating this, these destination worthy facilities that, that we've got in, in our backyard. You know, Tioga has got 25 miles of, of purpose-built mountain bike trail. It's probably about 10, 10 miles of cross-country, 15 miles of, we've got about 200 feet of elevation. So there's some, actually some pretty good climbs and some pretty good downhills and, and jumps and a really good diversity of a uh, trail system that we're just really excited to have in our backyard. And I suppose that means people can lap their favorite trails as well. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, you're not, you're not going out and doing uh, one lap here. There's this typically there's like three good uphill climbs that, that service uh, six or seven downhill um, rides. And I, you know, like when I go out and ride, I'm it's, it's how many laps can I get on, on each of the d- different segments and, and just which, which parts do I want to explore more uh, of that day? Yeah. Well, let's talk about how the Tioga trails came to be. And then you guys also opened 
the Pathfinder playground this summer, didn't you? Yeah. Um, you know, that was kind of the, the, the last call it crown jewel of, of part of the project. Um, it, it took a, it was a, a little while to open it, just some bureaucracy and getting through some you know, misunderstandings and miscommunications, but really excited to have that open. Um, you know, that's a, that's a pretty unique facility um, and, and trail segment um, in, in Minnesota that we're, we're really happy to have. It gives you know, people a lot of opportunity to, to grow skills and become you know, better and, and more experienced at, at finding jumps and, uh, and berms and, and skinnies and all those kind of those features. So it's like a, a really great thing to, to have and be able to be open. So, you know, Tioga started, I would say, almost 10 years ago. And, and really, I've, I've said this to Aaron Haudela, you know, we've, we've, we've all been chasing Cuyuna. And it was really about Bob Moore at the DNR who came back from Cuyuna that was a, you know, essentially a DNR project and said, hey, we have these exact you know, type of facility and, and terrain. Why can't we do this in our backyard? And so he reached out to the local bike club, Grimba, which ultimately got the city of Cohasset in, involved. And, you know, a bunch of years and a bunch of planning, all the fundraising and, and planning and process that goes goes into a project like that. It's it's not a small lift and it took a lot of different people um, and you know, a lot of uh, different activities to, to make that real. You know, Tioga is really unique because there's other facilities that have been funded by single, you know, single sources of, of revenue. We found grant funds everywhere. Whether it's IRRRB, the state of Minnesota, Greater Minnesota Parks and Trails, local fundraising, you know, a bunch of local different businesses, the city of Cohasset, you know, and all the the fundraising that went into you know being able to build this high level facility that we've been able to to build. Well, let's talk about the city city Cohasset as far as like what you guys have to offer for a community for mountain bikers that may want to travel to your community because that's ultimately the goal is get that's where you know, places like Cuyuna have really taken off as, as the, when the trails came in, they, you know, that spearheaded a bunch of different development in terms of like businesses and whatnot. Cohasset's unique. Uh, you know, we're not, we're not the economic center. I would, you know, we're, we're a, a suburb of Grand Rapids. So, uh, you know, we, we do have some, some really fun, unique uh, camping, uh, you know, campground opportunities, but typically hotels, restaurants, you know, the, the other amenities that go along with it are, are really in the Grand Rapids area, which if you include um, Grand Rapids, Cohasset and some of the surrounding communities, it's really about a 20,000 person community. You know, so you, you do have a lot of infrastructure that some of these other facilities might not have kind of immediately in place is one of the things that we were really excited about, uh, you know, building Tioga, that you have these support systems that are, that are really already here. So you've got resorts, you've got hotels, you've got restaurants, you've got other amenities in the community that are, that are readily available. We, we didn't really have to build those. We were more matching the trail system, you know, to the community rather than having to match a community to a trail system. So it really is an interesting opportunity for people to have, you know, a lot of those, those amenities and features, you know, within a, a short drive, you know, from Tioga. That must be one of the larger communities up in northern Minnesota, really. 20,000 people is quite a bit, quite a large volume of people for your average northern Minnesota community. Yeah, if you think of like, you know, Bemidji is approximately 18,000. 
you, you take away kind of Fargo, Moorhead and St. Cloud. And, and yeah, we're one of the bigger communities, you know, in, in Northern Minnesota. So, and, and like I said, with, with that comes some, some really exciting, you know, we've got two breweries, we've got a handful of restaurants that are already established, you know, to be able to have, have those amenities to, to show up and utilize a, as a mountain biker, um, it, you know, just, it really helps uh, make the experience that much more fulfilling. Yeah. Early on, you talked about when I brought up the whole doing laps, like, do you have a, a route or a favorite trail or favorite trails that you like to do laps on that really speaks to you? You know, it's, it, it's really interesting. The, the first two trails are prob- that were built are probably still some of my favorite. You know, uh, the, the Iron Maiden hair uh, climb up to hockey hair as a loop and then Minnesota all the way down. You know, that just loop of a trail system to me is, is amazing. You know, just I'm, you know, I'm not a, by no means am I an expert. So, you know, I, li- I like to get the tires off the ground, but, uh, you know, so, some of the some of the jumps, like even on hockey hair, are a little bit over my over my pay grade and and a little bit bigger than than something that I like to do on a regular basis. But that Iron Maiden hair up and Minnesota down is is just a really fun, like a, it's a nice gradual climb, but it's it's got two or three amazing berms coming down and, and three, four, five good jumps that I would say if I, if I can, if I can clear the last jump and, 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 uh, and make it all the way off of that one, I've, I've had a good rundown. Who are the builders for, uh, for a lot of those trails? Cause I know there's a handful of builders that really are companies that built up in that region. And who did you have specifically in your region? You know, I think that's one of the most exciting things about how we built this project and, and, and Tioga was that, you know, nobody had ever done what we had attempted to do. And, and even because some of the other, so Tioga as a build was part of Giants Ridge and Redhead. So there's these three projects that are all kind of being built. And the idea was that they're going to be built at the same time and you could shift and rotate different builder groups, you know, to, to each of the sites based on skill set and, and kind of expertise. And ultimately, just because of some of the timing and things that happened, the other two facilities weren't ready to be built. So we had 15 national construction companies on site at Tioga building at day one. So, you know, and, and I, I, I know I'm going to miss some of them, but I mean, obviously, Rock Solid, Pathfinder, Trail Source, I know I'm going to miss, miss a few of them. But there, you know, like I said, I, I think in total, there were six companies that had 15 build crews on site from, from day one. So it's, it's really fun to see the diversity of trail. Like I, you know, and I'm, I mean, I know which company built which trail, but I feel like even, even having gone to uh, Redhead and, and Giants Ridge, I, I can really tell like that, okay, Pathfinder built this trail or Rock Solid built this trail or, you know, but to have that, div- those diversity of trail and, and, different riding styles and, and, and types and segments. I, I, I really think that's to me, one of the most exciting things about Tioga is, is just the variety of terrain and variety of experience that you can have everything from basically a, a nice flat loop to, you know, three different cr- climbs to you know, you think about like bloodstone being this technical rocky, you know, experience versus, you know, Minnesota, which is this, you know, fast blue, you know, flow trail with jumps or, or even some of them that don't have jumps. And then if you look at, you go out further on the outside of, of the pile systems, you've got 
these cross country trails that are still that still have you know berms coming down them that still have jumps in in certain segments of it it's just i mean i think that's one of the most exciting parts about tioga is is just that diversity you know there's some days i want to go do downhills on minifloda and there's some days i want to go lap on ruby slipper or go all the way out to good vibrations and just get a super fun cross country ride in with you know still some some good flow and and features and kind of you know, opportunity yeah, and you just hit on a, on a theme that I think is super important for other communities to take note on, which is having the diversity of builders build out your system. And I've been saying that personally for a handful of years now that, you know, if you're going to build out a system, get get different builders in there because every builder, every company has their own has their own style, their own flavor, just like artists have their own style and their own flavor. And that's really what trail builders are, is they're artists, you know? And so to get that diversity of ex- trail experience, you know, bringing those different builders in and the way you guys did that in Minnesota was, I think, probably unheard of prior to that in the, in any, anywhere in trail building outside of maybe Bentonville, which is a whole different animal, you know? So to be able to do what you did in Minnesota is incredible. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's really some strong kudos to Jeff Schoenbauer and Mark Phillips at IRRB to be able to consider these three projects as as a single build and and look at them in a way that we could attract national construction companies as well as grow and develop local construction companies you know i mean i just you think about the level of trail building that's happening and how much you know better things are today than they were 5 years or 10 years or 15 years i mean it, it's it's really amazing to see to see that happening just to be able to have been a part of these three projects. And I, I, I would say it's like this gravity of dropping a bomb in Northern Minnesota that we went from having essentially, you have Cuyuna and Duluth, which are two great facilities, right? One's a silver level, the other one's a gold level in Baride Center. And now you add these three other facilities that reasonably rival them or create a situation where, you know, I can spend a weekend at Cuyuna, I can spend a weekend at Tioga, I can spend a weekend at Redhead or Giants Ridge. And, you know, you, you really create this, this national opportunity of, I think of being able to fly into Duluth and within a 90 mile radius, you've got almost, you know, we had 300 miles or, or 400 miles of purpose-built mountain bike trail and almost, is it 50 or $60 million in, in investment into, you know, purpose-built mountain bike trail? Not just hand scratch stuff, you know, and, and single trails here and there, but these destination type facilities with, that really give you, you know, the, the diversity of being able to offer even double black diamond trails, which, you know, you know, that the number of people that, that that population is is pretty small. So how do you how do you, you know, serve all of these different communities from a beginner to somebody, you know, who's being paid to ride a mountain bike and and everything in between and really create these this opportunity and experience and place that wasn't here before. I mean, I, that's, it's just really interesting to think of, you know, going from, like you said, not having really any presence at all to being potentially having national presence and, and, you know, in intrigue of, Hey, I, that's a place that needs to be on my list and we need to go check that out because just that investment and the, and the quality of trails that have been built, you know, it's, it's worth, it's worth the, the trip and it's worth the travel. Yeah. Well, on that note, do you have any closing comments, Max, that you want to, that you want to close with here before you wrap this, this one up? 
Um, you know, no, I just, I, it's just been really exciting to be a part of Tioga and see what it's done to change, you know, the, where I live and Northern Minnesota as a whole. You know, when I started the project, I had a mountain bike when I was in high school, but hadn't mountain biked for about 20 years and ended up buying a mountain bike. And I, you know, I, if I don't get on it once a week, it, that's, I mean, it's been too long. And so it's just amazing to have these facilities in our backyard and the people that that worked to support and, and get these built. It's been such a pleasure to be a part of that process and and just look forward to see where, you know, Minnesota mountain biking goes from here. Yeah. Well, the future is definitely bright. So, well, Max, I really appreciate your time today. So thank you very much for hopping on volume four of the Range Report. Thanks, Josh. The Range Report has been made possible by Giants Ridge and Ride the Range. Check out Volumes 1, 2, and 3 of the Range Report if you have not already to learn more about Giants Ridge, Cuyuna Trails, and the Redhead Bike Park. This podcast has been edited and produced by Evolution Trail Services. For more information about Evolution Trail Services, go to www.evotrails.com. Thank you.